Hey everyone, how you doing? Mavrika, this is DJ Sana Gordy, straight out of the studios of TainoRadio.com. Hashtag TainoStrong1491 right here in Anchor and Spotify podcasts. Let me tell you something. I'm excited. I'm happy. I was a little annoyed before because I'm still reading information out there on the internet that the Tainos don't exist. And it's from a lot of these scholars, man, from the universities at the academy. who keep saying this. They keep telling their students throughout the United States and the world that the Taino people do not exist. The culture has been exterminated. So, Taino radio, it was created for that reason. To teach the world, share our stories, share our testimonies that we are still here. As far as I know, when I look in the mirror, sometimes they might not be the prettiest, especially early in the morning, but I'm definitely not a ghost. Flesh, bone, and feelings. Yeah, that's right. I get hurt sometimes uh, reading these articles and, and, you know, being really upset about this when, uh, you know, I hit my punching bag a little harder when I read these articles. But guess what? Today I have a special guest, just like all my guests that they testify as, as Taino people so you can hear them and you decide for yourself are we ghosts or are we actually real so I'm going to keep this narrative going that Taino people yes we can trick them why do we say so so right now I have a special guest and her name is Laura Maxwell aka Inaru can you hear me yes i am here <laughs> oh man there we go wait a minute wait a minute are you telling me you're not a ghost i'm not a ghost brother i'm not a ghost at all <laughs> oh my god well I, I don't get it all these smart people i keep reading their articles and they still come up with this whole thing that we don't exist it's uh, crazy it's crazy uh, i swear um sometimes i wonder myself you know i went to two universities um and i i don't get it the narrative is still on <laughs> so you hear it so you hear it right i you hear, hear it. it i hear it still and then they they pass around this narrative and tell us to read these textbooks and it's almost like this this um i don't know this this whole I don't know if it's propaganda, but it's just this whole narrative of them trying to continuously beat in our heads that, no, they're not here. No matter what what we say, it's like, no, 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 no. Do not change the narrative. I'm comfortable with this. I've seen it. I've seen it in yeah. universities. Exactly. These are smart people, right? Tell me about yeah. it. PhDs, masters. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and they're still going around saying that we don't exist i don't get it man i just don't get it. it makes me upset right so upset yeah i absolutely agree it's it's silly because you know you would think that these smart educated people and i'm talking about people who are even anthropologists they're still spreading this narrative and sometimes you know i heard this really good quote that said history is written by the victors i think people like to continue this narrative you know exactly exactly you know i try to play the devil advocate but check it out Sometimes I say to myself, you know what? Our ancestors were really, really smart. Oh, they yeah. were like, if we hide, literally, if we hide in plain sight, they'll never harm us. They can't harm us. You know? mm, they yes. can't do anything. So I think they took it to the next level, like in plain sight. 
Oh, in they, plain sight. Absolutely. They disappear. They disappear. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the, that's the only way I can justify these scholars, you know. But, but hey, I don't... In some ways, and, 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 you know, I look at them and I'm like, you know what? They're smart people. But you know what? Our ancestors were smarter. Oh, no. yeah, they were smarter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's why we're doing this good work. And I and I love the radio show that you have because like you get the word out there and so many people hear you. You know, uh, I, I love it. I love what you do. You. You're part of the good movement, brother. <laughs> uh, uh, no, thank you. you know, <laughs> thank you. But, you know, I ran into you through the through our tribal um, tr- through our tribal community. I know you were doing a lot of great stuff. Are you doing a lot of great stuff <laughs> your, through your spirituality, right? Through your spiritual knowledge. And yes. Advocacy. So that's what I want to talk about today because that's that's evidence right there that not only we are alive and well, but we're doing spiritual work. You know? Absolutely. It's alive and yeah. well. It is so alive and well. Um, yeah. So much, so much I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Well, let's let's put it like this. Um, you lead well. Okay, before we go there, mm-hmm. what's your what's your roots? What's your uh, lineage to the islands? Watch which island and name the towns, family, whatever. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, let's dive right in. So, like, I I was born in New York City in Manhattan. Um, I come from you know I have two parents, uh, my mom and my dad. They were both born in Kiskeya, and Kiskeya, as you know, is a Dominican Republic. So mm-hmm. my mom is from um, La Capital, which is the capital, you know, Santo Domingo. Um, right. Yeah, her mom's parents my my great-grandparents they were more from like the campos you know like where That's it. you know they you know the farm honey listen <laughs> they did the, they did the whole shebang the farming we're talking you know they lived in bonal which is a, a very good town with really good humble people very like into farming into agriculture so we were raised with this good nature and this happy nice. nature and to appreciate things you know wow. and then um yeah and then my dad my dad's side of the family is more closer to uh the city of santiago it's this little town called tenares and tenares everyone kind of knows each other so everyone kind of is like family they all nice. treat each other like cousins yeah, and it's amazing because in Tenares, when I would go visit my grandfather, there was, we used to have a big, big house and um, we actually grew mangoes and, and oranges and the, the mangoes and the avocados and the oranges, they would just fall off the trees. It was amazing. So we really um, understood the importance of growing your own food and keeping that, you know, that spirit alive. But aside from that, I have According to, you know, I recently did the Ancestry DNA and I discovered. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's amazing, bro. What you can find on there. <laughs> Dime, tell me. Oh, yeah. Mira. So, <laughs> so I found out that I have, um, I'm associated through my maternal line uh, to the Mixteca, the Maya, the Raramuri, the Inca. Um, and like all of those uh, tribal communities down in Mexico and Guatemala, all of that. And then from both my mother and my father, we have indigenous African communities of Gabon and Congo, which you could hear like, if you ever listen to like bachata music, all those drums and all the guitar, all of that sounds like the music of Gabon and the Congo. It's amazing when you kind of put stuff together. 
that's beautiful i'm a mixture of all of it but sure. my my heart is so much into my taino culture right now i'm loving it well well let me ask you a question i i i know a lot of people you know i try we do the uh jet match are, 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 are we related somehow or i'm not sure i don't remember we related we related <laughs> okay hold on hold on hold yes, on yes we are <laughs> oh, hold on a second hold on i mistakenly it's funny because right before the show <laughs> I'm, i'm researching the, my future guests and i said damn i gotta get more people from dominican republic i i had you as a boricua what no no <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> oh my god it's funny because um my dad told me it's, it don't take it off just yet because my dad told me that um his father was actually um born in puerto rico so that is like the line okay. before him came from puerto rico pero él ya, you know he was there in dr and kind of everyone else came to dr and so you know we say quisqueya only but i have some roots in puerto rico as well so <laughs> it's nah, totally not off <laughs> no 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 you know why man because my boat went crazy because um i i my great-grandfather Uh, I would say maybe a uh, hundred years ago, uh, before that, mm-hmm. he he had to escape Borinquen. There, uh, according to family history, there was some kind of hit on him. You know, oh, I guess yeah, somehow. So he went to Dominican Republic and he settled in La, La Romana. Oh so my I, God! I, I mean La Romana. So wow, that is said, incredible. Yeah. So if any Quijones out there, that's my great grandfather. But yo. That's I was what's like, up. <laughs> when, oh, when you say that we're related, I'm like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I know. I did. I was so curious, Santa Cody. I did uh-huh. the Jed match on a couple members. And then I got yeah. curious about you. So I did it. We're related. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, so, we are. <laughs> so so your dad, this is great. So your dad is from what town? Do you know what town he's from, your dad? Um, my dad. So my dad in DR, like, you know, um, my grandfather, I guess, brought him, um, into the Dominican Republic, but he is from a town called Tenares. Tenares in DR. It's Uh T-E-N-A-R-E-S. Tenares. Um, And it's it's such a wonderful town. If you ever happen to come across any pictures, you would Mm -hmm. be able to locate um, the house where we lived because the house was next to my grandfather's business that was called La misma vaina, the same, basically the same <laughs> crap. <laughs> and he was, he oh. had a good sense of humor. Loved him. So if you ever see any photo of, um, we call it colmados, but it's like a little like bodega in DR. The and colmados. It's called, yeah, the colmados. And it's called La misma vaina. Anyone who's come around that town knows about it. They laugh every time they see it. They're like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow, look yeah. at that. <laughs> But you know what? I'm so happy, man, that we're related. You know, Absolutely. And then you have these roots in, in, uh, in uh, Quisqueya. You know, originally, it was Coaiti, right? Originally. Yeah, yeah. And that was, to be honest, it was news to me as I, as I started reconnecting with Arayeki. I was so mm-hmm. delighted to find this information. Nice, nice. So you know what's cool, though? Now, you say that you got... Name the mixes again on the indigenous side. Tell me again. Okay, so aside from the Quisqueya part um, mm-hmm. and, and the little bit of Puerto Rico from, you know, right. back behind my father. <laughs> right, right. There is the Mixteca, which is M-I-X-T-E-C-A. 
Yeah. Like the, the Mexico. Oh, Costa yeah. America, North it's, America. They're actually, that specific tribe is from a place called Oaxaca in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, right and in the center there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then there's the Maya. Um, then there's uh, the Maya were from the Yucatec Peninsula, which is there funny because right there, you know, there are. Uh, rumors historically that uh, the people from the Yucatec, uh, that that peninsula, they took a boat directly to the Caribbean. And that's okay. how we mm-hmm. ended up getting the Tainos. There is that, you know, mm-hmm. that rumor historically. But then there's also the Raramuri. The Raramuri were, are known as the greatest runners of all time, like in indigenous history. Wow. Um, and the Inca, obviously, they're, they're super wonderful. They're very well mm-hmm. known. And uh, that's that's from the Mexican, you know, mm-hmm. the whole South America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. T- by, by any chance, were you on 23andMe? I didn't get a chance to go on 23andMe, oh. but I did do uh. this one called Somos. And Somos, oh. uh, I believe it's Somos or Somos Latino, someone, something like that, that basically yeah. it extracts the latino side from the indigenous mm-hmm. countries down down in south america right. so that's how i found yeah. out about the maya the Raramuri, all that good stuff yeah because it sounds it sounds like you're reading my report <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling so, you i'm telling you we have so that's why we're related <laughs> so so how about this okay so when we think of mexico we're thinking of north america those those uh 20, 20 000 years of migration mm-hmm. from way up north and then it and then eventually it hit the Yucatan, right? Uh-huh. And, and Yucatan is very close to Cuba, right? Very, very I mean, we're talking like super close. Like they could have it just a, yep. a couple hours away, I would I would suspect. Yep. So so I would say maybe six thousand years ago, your ancestors reached Cuba. And those Cubans, those Cuban Tain, um, indigenous people met up with some South American people that came up from the south. And the, the pre Taino, the Saladoids, and they probably, you know, intermarried. Mm-hmm. And then finally settled, finally, in Kiskei, they finally settled there, right? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Or part of your father's ancestry, they kept going to Borinquen, right? Yeah, yeah. Those people ended back to Kiskeya, right? Because that's what you say, your father... Yeah, they went back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're talking about, wow, six, seven thousand years in the uh, Caribbean Peninsula, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's so a if, while ago. <laughs> yeah. So if you have, if you have the Inca blood, then you got, then those Incas, I know they went, uh, a lot of those people escaped uh, a lot of the, the hardship of the labor. Yes. And they, a lot of those people went up to Lake Titicaca from Bolivia. Yes. They, they, they followed that trail to the Irinoco River. They met up with some Amazonians. Mm-hmm. And they went to Guyana. They went to the smaller Antilles Islands, the island hop, until they reached Borinquen. So it could have been two ways. Could have that been two makes ways. so much sense. That makes so much sense because it's funny. Uh-huh. Before I did the yeah. Somos ancestry um uh-huh. thing that I did, uh-huh. I did <clears throat> the ancestry DNA one, and it said that um I had 
um, indigenous, I had some kind of indigenous root from like right above Brazil, like somewhere around Guyana, somewhere. And that makes sense too. So it's like, I'm telling you, it's there, it's there. That knowledge is there. And little by little, the more people that they get to sample the DNA, they're going to, they're going to put these pieces together to tell us the the story of where, you know, where our ancestors went and I'm curious about it. Yep. So, so my guess is the Andean natives hooked up with the Amazonians. Yeah. They came up, to, they came up those smaller Virgin Islands. They ended up in Borinquen, right? By your mm-hmm. father's side. Yeah. And then, and then they went to Quisqueya. They mixed up with the uh, the ones that came from the Yucatan, right? Mm-hmm. Via Mexico, North America, way far up. Wow. That so, makes sense because the Yucatan is my mother's, is the maternal line. Like I was able to, Ancestry DNA has a has a way to kind of like isolate it. Was it right. from your mother's side or was it from your father's? And oh, the nice. Yucateca is from my mother's. Te digo, is so there. there. You go. Because <laughs> the, the way I see it, there's at least five grandmothers that, that Native America can trace their ancestry, like five mm-hmm. grandmothers. Yeah. So probably, yeah, at least two grandmother influences from the north and the south. So, wow, this is beautiful. It's See? beautiful. It's amazing. I'm telling you, I am so in love with all of my indigenous culture. I think that Arayiki really sparked that fire in me to hunt this information, you know? And yeah. I'm, I've been in love with it ever since. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You know, for all those that don't know, there's, there's many... Yucayekas or villages that are all throughout throughout the United States and uh, Caribbean, in which you could connect with tribal members. You become a member. Every community has different membership, uh, protocols. But I highly, I highly um, encourage people that if they want to connect with a community, to please, uh, you know, search for them. And Yucayeke is one of many. But it's very important to understand that um, it's very good that you shop around, ask questions, and whatever fits your spirit, it's very important to connect. You know, you can be an individual, but the indigenous way is not just me, but the we, right? It's about sharing and stuff. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so that's amazing that you, you know, I'm, 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 I'm logging into Ancestry to see what I can look up. <laughs> I don't about- blame you. I don't blame you. There's so much rich information in there. Like, and every now and then they update it to kind of like uh-huh. give you the newest information of what they've pieced together. So I love it. Every month or so I go in there and I check what else changed. What else did they find? What new features do they have to tell me about my maternal side, my paternal side? It is incredible. Yeah. I love it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And, and you know, for those that never have been tested, always important to speak to your uh, your relatives. Yes. Speak to your oldest member of the family. Because there's always someone in the family. Oh, yeah, me, me bisabuela decían que era una india. They said she was an Indian, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? So that's it. That's the proof right there. Because who, who's going to make that up, right? Who, who's going to mm-hmm. make that up? Right. Well, who wants to make that up? Especially from elders, right? Like, come on, man. That's right. That's right. It's right there. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so you said you can isolate the maternal and the paternal. You said 
Yeah, there is a way now. They have a new feature that allows you to, whenever you go mm-hmm. on the Ancestry DNA, you, you click the part that says uh, DNA on somewhere on the top, and yeah. it'll show you your map and everything. And I think it's towards the right-hand corner, r- like around where it says like the percentages or something. It's going to ask you, um, isolate the maternal and the paternal, and like something like that. And I did it. I was able to identify where exactly it came from like i knew exactly like oh my mom was from here for sure so i was oh. able to kind of like put yeah. that together for sure it, it, okay it just popped up it says see which ethnicities each parent passed down to you yeah yeah okay and i was see. able to do it it may require you to um like answer a, like a question or two regarding um something that you suspect so for example i know my dad um definitely had a a certain heritage of some country so i was just like that's my dad right away that particular dna that shows all of this that was his like i knew it off the bat and then for my mother um i was like okay yeah i know that she has more because i have like lineage my my um my great no my grandfather actually had um he was half italian so i knew like i put the pieces together like okay that strip of dna that belongs to my mother because of that particular so i kind of was able to put that together yeah oh okay but it it may require you to like really dig deep check it out you know and i think that you're really gonna find a whole new level of information yeah see it just says parent one parent two and then me yeah because um it's going to um basically you have to label the the parent uh so if you know information about your mother's side of the line and you know exactly like you know for me i just asked a bunch of questions to my mom to kind of like figure out um Mm -hmm. if she was parent one or parent two and based on the information she gave me i was like no 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 she's parent one (laughs) so then i was able to see wow all of my indigenous heritage comes from the line of my mother um in in terms of like the mixteca the most most of the taino um the mayan the raramuri all of that is from my mother's side yeah yeah i i I think in my parent one is my mom yeah it's- yeah, yeah, because she had higher DNA. Oh, I mean, they're almost exact, but she, her, she had higher indigenous more than my oh, dad, which okay. made sense because the maternal line in the islands is like sixty-four percent. Yes, so that makes sense. So, uh, ah, interesting. And you know, yeah. it's funny because in Jet Match, I believe they tell you if your parents were cousins. They, yeah, they do. They do. I think that there is a test that you could take to find out, like, if they're, like, related in some way. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they're all on the island, I suspected that, you know, if they have Taino heritage in one way or another, you know, that they're Mm going to have some kind of shared DNA somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's interesting that, um, yeah. So, man, see, these are things that Tainos do. (laughs) No, a lot of information <laughs> yeah. and, and and we're a little different from the north american tribes because they you know they still can find documents uh-huh. you know, and about their birth certificates very difficult for us because the spanish correct me if i'm wrong the spanish europeans in the island of puerto rico Quisqueya, they did a great job in hiding the evidence right yeah oh yeah 
Well, so if you were Taino who was light skin, they'll say you were white, right? And and if you had a little um, brown skin, trigueño, they'll say you're black, right? They they wouldn't say indio, right? A lot of them. But I know in DR they did though for a while that they, they they were they were putting indio as a as a classification, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and and um, the only thing is that after a while, I think that you know i mean i would say like closer to maybe the 20s 30s 40s 50s there was a, a really big movement in kiskeya where um the the government was trying to be more like pro pro white and yeah. so it was this whole regime of like trying to take the farmers out the little people the agriculture the humble little yeah. people of the farm and basically pushing them out getting the people from the u.s to come in and invest yeah. money so we started to see that little bit of change happen in Quisqueya. and unfortunately with that said also you know the, the the changing of the documents so that people had to hide who they really were um yeah sounds like you know? the element right there uh, yeah I the dictator he had a connection with the american government yes he did yes he did oh you know about trujillo man i just finished yeah. watching uh the other day i just finished watching um i don't know if you ever seen that movie um las uh las hermanas eh, las tres mariposas ah. la, you know that movie yeah. um with powerful. Uh, salma hayek and uh, mark anthony was in it it's so good guys if you have never well. watched it Look up that movie with Mark Anthony, Salma Hayek on the on the Mirabal sisters. It'll teach you everything oh. about what happened. There were some crazy in the 50s and 60s. You guys gotta watch it. Totally. I read I, I, I read a lot of the history, but I never saw that movie. I gotta watch it. Wow, what's you it called? Gotta, the movie? Yeah, let me let me I'm gonna look it up right now because like it is uh, that movie was powerful. Like it really um hold Let's on. Bring it on, okay. bring it on. Yeah. yeah anthony okay yeah um that movie was called in the time of the butterflies with salma hayek what? and mark anthony yeah it was it came out in 2001 and they have a book about it too in the time of the butterflies 2001 what's that yeah <laughs> with mark An i was surprised that mark anthony and salma hayek were in it i was like what but they did a phenomenal oh my god they really they blew me away they blew me away and it's all about Trujillo and what happened with these three sisters um and 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 how he tortured them and tortured the men too it was like it I look at Trujillo like he was the Hitler of Quisqueya wow. he definitely was now yeah definitely definitely and you, you know during watch the, that, yeah <laughs> and during American his I mean during Puerto Rico history during that time period you had the American imperialism trying to take over the island oh yeah and, Taking the Hibaro from away from you know Campesino away from the mountains and bringing yeah. them to New York so they could work the factories. Oh yeah. As they left the land. Who took the land? Mm -hmm. U.S. Oh. The USA and and there Who were contracts. The Absolutely, there were contracts too. Agricultural contracts um, to for the U.S. to come in and and, and try to um, you know invest supposed investing, but really it's just. <laughs> It's just them taking taking the land for themselves, and yeah. and it's it's crazy how you know um, that happened to Kiskeya, but that's that's also happening, you know, in all the Caribbean. Really, you would see like you know yeah. people coming over and trying to take pieces of of 
the islands. Yeah. Listen, from day one, it's always it's always been about the land. Yep. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag land back. It's land always about back. The, <laughs> always about the land. Don't let the people fool you. Mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's always about the land. Who who owns the land? But for yep. us, we don't. We are caregivers, right? Caretakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Caregivers, lovers of Mother Earth. And, you know, and we work so hard to try to um, come back to our roots, come back to our land. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I want to tell you last year I went to uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Kiskeya, and I absolutely was. uh, It took me a a couple of days not to get used to not hearing coquis. You know, the Puerto Rico. Yeah, it, it said, wow, it looks like Puerto Rico, but it's, uh, <laughs> there's no cookies. What's up with that? But there were plenty of crickets, though. Crickets. The crickets, and the, um, yeah. my grandfather used to call them chicharras, which they're actually cicadas. And the cicadas, you would hear them. They, they would, you know, they would play their oh. little music that, and my grandfather always told me about them. They're, you'll always hear them anytime you come by. The chicharras oh. are in. <laughs> Yeah, because I was talking to a family I was staying with, and I'm like, "Oh, what do you guys have? That's like the coqui." And and just when I was saying that, I heard this thing called. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, man. I said that's it. That's you. You're gonna hear that all night." He's like, it's not as pretty as the coqui, but it's like, yo, it's like. Yeah, we have we have so many weird insects there. Like, oh my god, it's so funny. Like, I still remember waking up in the middle of the night and you know waking up to see like a little over there. They call it alagato, which is like Uh a little baby lizard. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? I love them. (laughs) I love them. Oh, it's so fun. It's so much fun. You know what's cool? I I remember I, I I was staying with this family that the light went out the electricity always yeah. went out i always <laughs> I, I was at eight days and maybe six days we had light i mean six days we didn't have light it's like what the hell yeah you have to like in dr you really have to have like i forgot what they call them but it's kind of like a machine that you turn it on it's like a backup generator but oh just for yeah, light. yeah you know they, what i'm saying i forget something like that yeah and so like you gotta turn it on and forget it, and, and yeah, and then you have the light in the house. But if if that goes out, forget about it. <laughs> oh wait, okay. my sola, I think scooter. I don't know. Ah, I get confused. Damn. No, pasola. No wait, pasola. Pasola is the scooter. Yeah. Yeah. There's some <laughs> other name. I forgot I'll the be name. Changing <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That happens to me all the time too. <laughs> but, but I remember they, even though they had that generator, they they only kept it. They never. They only kept it for the cell phones charging, but they shut everything off. It was like no fan. <laughs> oh my god, this is crazy! And then yeah. I, remember, I remember they had a white cat, and something happened that. Oh, I think it was the refrigerator went out, so the food spoiled or something. Oh my gosh! And um, the cat killed an iguana, but it was a big iguana. It was huge. Oh. And sh- and then the cat put it on the bowl, right? <laughs> of the because they had two dogs. It was two dogs. He put it on the bowl. They were all eat from the same bowl. And then the owner of the house was like, "What's this? You know, it's dark, right?" Yeah. So, so she gets a flashlight. She turns it on. It's a dead iguana. <laughs> aye, and, aye, aye. and then she starts to scream. 
Yo, with that being said, the animals. Yo, with that being said, the animals in Kiskeya are very smart. Oh, I should they're say the island. So, oh my God, they're so smart. I gotta tell you a story, son. Cody. Tell me, because oh, I know they're smart. Get, get. They're incredible. Like, let me tell you, every single, uh-huh. almost like every year from the time I was like maybe like about nine all the way until I was like about fifteen. Um, I visited my grandfather in that same house that I was telling you with the with the colmado. Yeah. So every single year, you know, we would visit me, my little brother, my mom, my dad. And then I would always go to the backyard because I love being in the garden. Y siempre, mira, I'm telling you, there was always a big monarch butterfly that would stay there for like weeks on end, would not move an inch. That butterfly would stay there every single day, but it was incredibly intelligent and wasn't even afraid. I would talk to it because I really felt that there was something alive in this in this beautiful creature. And I was, you know, I was young. I didn't know too much, you know, but something in my heart felt that I could talk to this thing and it would just understand right. me in some way. And that, wow. that butterfly was not afraid. You typically yeah. butterflies around here, they don't they don't give a crap. They're yeah. like, I'm leaving, bro. I'm not even touching you. <laughs> I know. I know. But over there, it's like the it's like they have a whole consciousness of their own, you know? No, I'm telling you, it's certain about the islands that Yeah, they're... so pure. It makes the animals more, uh, I don't know, it's like more human-like almost. It's like yeah, they, they really respond. Absolutely. It, it's a funny story. There was a chihuahua, right, where I was mm-hmm. staying. And people kept warning me, be careful what you say. They understand. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? What the hell? <laughs> so one day, we were eating, right? And then I saw one of the, the chihuahuas. It was a male. He, he, um... He takes his chicken bone, right? Uh-huh. And he puts it on a rug. It was like a white rug. Okay. And it stains up the rug. And I'm like, oh, oh man. It's like, oh, oh, I'm not going to say a word. And then then later on, without thinking, the owner was like, who put this bone on the rug? You know, she, she got all upset. Yeah. And without me thinking, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a foreigner, right? I'm like, oh, el perro. It was the dog. And I, and I, and I, and, and I point them out, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so then she's like, What? What? I can't believe this. Why you do this? You know, he got he got yelled at, right? Yeah. I would say an hour later, we're just chilling, right? <laughs> and then so I go to pet him. Right? <laughs> I go to pet him. Man, he attacked me like <laughs> <laughs> he remembered. He's like, No, bro, I'm I'ma get you. <laughs> you no, told on me. <laughs> yeah, because earlier that day he's playing with me, we're chilling, we're wrestling. <laughs> He's in love with me, right? I'm like, oh, these phones are chill. Now he wants to kill me. <laughs> so, so, so then that—that's when they say, ah, you ready him out, man? You ready him out? Like, they don't know Spanish. Like, what the hell? They don't know. They don't like. I, es, eso que tú crees. Eso que tú crees. So I am convinced they know Spanish over there. <laughs> so this dog knew the Spanish language so I had to be oh really careful <laughs> what I said that, that, home, that homie attacked me man <laughs> Look, oh man poor Sanagori he, he, like he had like two teeth you know so <laughs> what the major harm but but he let me know I ain't playing with you anymore 
<laughs> ratted me out. I'm like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but but it makes sense, right? Your experience. It, it makes so much sense. Like I swear, even even the dogs and the cats over there, like all the animals, I swear they have like this intelligence that you won't find the same type of like understanding as the animals oh, yeah. over here. You, it's oh, no. just different. It's different. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> yep, it's true. And and I. I I personally think it's just you know that you that, that I don't know man it's just like it's a, it's a mystery man but sometimes I think it's the nature of the island the, the energies you know absolutely and you know over there because you you know um that like I, I don't know if you know but like Wi-Fi actually intervenes with the communication of your gut flora and of the other organs in your body so I usually like to turn off my Wi-Fi so I need to get some sleep. I need all my organs to be working the right way. So I turn it off. But in VR, you don't have Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you barely have a cellular connection. So yep. everything is really interconnected. Everything is working properly. The nature mm -hmm. is just harmonious to men, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Now, now let's get into the spiritual realm. And I want to give you a little, another story. Then I have yes. you explain. <laughs> I have you explain it and and we'll get into your your work yes but i remember when i was there i was invited to do a ceremony a private ceremony i wasn't mm -hmm. out in the streets right I wasn't okay. in the streets so so we did a taino ceremony whatever you know at the stones and oh four directions eight directions and blah 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 right yes it's really nice and i was happy and guess what what's a up a few, few days later mm -hmm. I, i got the news Uh-oh, ten cuidado. Oh. Careful. Whatever you do to protect yourself, this is the time to do it. I'm like, pero que pasó? What happened? I uh -huh. It says someone, and they didn't tell me who it was, but it was an elder, they say, uh, is after me. So really? they, they did something to me that can cause my death. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, Yeah. What, the, what did I do, man? I'm just like, why am I <laughs> like, like I'm just chilling here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, so then everyone looks scared, and then, and then my next reaction was, well, unless the person has a gun, I'm just chilling. I, I don't want no problem. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, they started like laughing a little bit, but they were still nervous, and they were like, no, 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 no. I mean, these people were more scared of what this woman did than a gun, you know? Yeah. So, no you don't understand you know and they were like and they were like all apologetic and i'm like yo this is this is no joke someone is out to get me oh. so then and then what i did was i just told him well i honestly to tell you the truth i feel sorry for them because the way i've been taught if you try to kill someone spiritually it's gonna come back to them mm -hmm. you know absolutely so so and then People was like they felt more relaxed. Like I wasn't scared. I was like, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. But little by little, I learned that people in Iskaya and I and I experienced this in Borinque, but not as strong though, to mm -hmm. tell you the truth. But the spirituality of los misterios, las divisiones, you know, very strong. <laughs> very honey listen it is super super strong like they are so connected with you know the the both the indian spirits the the what yeah. anything in there like they are really really in tune and they, tapped in and when they connect they connect you can see it 
you know now, now i tell you christianity is doing a you know especially the fundamental movement they're doing their best to control that you know mm-hmm. oh yeah gonna convert people but i've seen self-proclaimed christians doing stuff that's not christian you know what i mean so have i know have you seen those evan- evangelical <laughs> churches honey listen they standing up they jumping yeah. down and catching yeah, spirit yeah, and yeah. i'm like that yeah, yeah. is not <laughs> that's what i mean like yo <laughs> i'm like you doing something else bro you doing something else <laughs> so 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 my my amateurish theory was this is probably Borinquen 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you know, until yeah. the churches finally took hold of Puerto Rico, you know, the evangelization part. Yes. And both the Catholic and the uh, evangelicals. But in Borinquen, in uh, Kiskea, there's still that, that spiritualism is so strong, like more than a Christian, I find. But Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to add to that, like, it's, it's uh-huh. amazing. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Go no, right tell, no, no, no. I'm, ex- I'm excited here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited with you. Like, I just wanted to add to that because I feel like you really touched on a really, really important tell point me. that, yes, yeah. in Kiskeya is very much alive. Actually, yeah. there is an entire community. There's, there's communities in this area called San Juan in Quisqueya. It sounds like it's PR, but it's not Puerto Rico. I it's, know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And they are super, super, super big in the 21 divisions, Los Misterios, you know? Um, but also, I want to mention this, um, this location called Maguana. And in Maguana... Um, I want to tell you a little a little story. There was a gentleman in the 1920s. Um, mm-hmm. His name was, they called him Papa Liborio. And Papa Liborio, oh, he, oh yeah, he yeah, is, I, you, you know him. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I, hey, I learned all this, but yeah, good, good. Oh, explain. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so just a brief explanation. Um, he went to the mountains for some day. He came back and people were just a strong character. And he came back and he just started, you know, uh, like mumbling things, talking. And people were just like, what did he come back crazy? Like, what is going on? And little by little, he started showing people like, yo, I could I could heal people. I could do things. And I could, you know, he was bringing people back. Like, it looked like it was a resurrection. Um, he was really doing the work of a medicine man there. And yeah. so the government in Tisquea, they were they were terrified. They were like, who the heck is this guy that we're hearing about him in the in the towns? And he's very popular. He's defending the farmers against, you know, the 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 because they were trying to expel the farmers at that time and not give rights to to the you know, the campesinos, the the laborers there. Um, they just wanted mm-hmm. them out. They didn't want to give them rights, medical rights and things like that. He was fighting for them to get these rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it turns out that um, the government in, in Quisqueya at the time, they were like, nah, we're going to get the U.S. to come over here, bring some of their support, their military support and their intel information to get him. Because no matter what we do, we can't touch this man. He's kind of like untouchable right now. It mm-hmm. took years and years and years of effort. They ended up finally getting him. But till this day, people believe that his spirit is still alive within the community. And yeah. they still light up candles. They still go to his, like, the, the, the place where he was um, residing at. It's amazing. So Papa Liborio is still alive. Mm-hmm. That energy in DR that, that says, you know, people want to heal. People want to come and, you know, and... and 
you know, believe in medicine and natural medicine and healing, it is alive and present. Wow. You know, the story that I heard, right? Uh-huh. Oral tradition that when when they found out that it was the U.S. government, actually, right, that was going to kill him. It was yeah, the they, U.S. Yeah. Marine. The actual U.S. Marines had a, had a hit on him. And they, I guess it was a, uh, the, the Dominican government requested it. And his followers got him. I forget what mountain it was. I guess it was the Cibao Mountain. Oh, no, San Juan. The, the San Juan, right? Yeah, they, the San Juan area. Those mountains. Probably. Those mountains. Yeah, they did have a lot of mountains over there. Yeah, that that they escorted him up the mountains, mm-hmm. right? But the people followed them, you know, and and the and then his people that were closer to him were telling the people, "Get out! We're trying to hide them. Leave us! Don't follow <laughs> us! We're trying to hide," you know. But people were coming because they wanted the healing. Yeah, you know. And then Lavoda was like, "No, let them come." It says, well, you let them come, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. Got to let them come. I have to do my work. And how did the U.S. Marines find them? They just followed the long lines of people climbing to find him. <laughs> I'm telling and you. A, he according went, to legend, he that's popular. how they killed him. Wow. That's how they killed him. That's how they, they ended they, up. Yeah. They followed the line. They followed the line. But he, he stopped it. I mean, he didn't stop it. He's like, no, no, tell him to come. But they're going to find you. No. And he was, the crazy thing is that he was just so, he was so loved and and so adored by his people. Like people knew that he was the person to come to for not only for medicinal remedies, but also for hope. He really gave the people like that hope and and kept it alive, you know, and kept that spirit of, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that strong warrior alive. And and I love Mm -hmm. that. I, I, Everything that I hear about Papa Liborio, I just hold it to my heart because, like, he is just the epitome of, like, you know, I I really, really love what he did. And I, in my own way, I try to keep it alive, too. And you know what's interesting? Yeah, that's great. Me, too. You know, once I learned about him. But one thing I learned, too, that his his whole divination was was centered on the uh, Indian spirits, right? The caciques, right? The El Indio. Like, El that's Indio. Where he, right. That he those uh caciques you know he tried to channel that energy that that medicine from the from the indians yeah i i believe so i think that he was yeah. very connected to that spirit yeah. and you know the crazy thing um well not crazy but like the amazing yeah. thing rather that in 21 divisions they continue to pass on this this uh tradition of keeping the indio energy alive there too you know so mm-hmm. it's it's not only um the, the people of La Maguana, but also the mm-hmm. people in 21 Divisions who still do practice and praise Papa Ligorio as well. So it's like this whole big melting yeah. pot of people who just continue to to hold true to being Taino as well. Well, well how about the whole... Um, oh, man, I just lost my thought. I think I'm in spirit. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Yes. It's, uh, uh, oh, wow. I just, I'm speechless now. The whole thing about oh yeah that agua dulce the oh agua dulce yes division the waters that's the Indian division agua dulce the water mm-hmm. so it's right there clear cut yeah it's like it's like <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the Indian spirits this is the Indian uh, deities whatever I'm like there's no hiding it there's no hiding it it's right yeah, there mm-hmm. 
thing about Incan that there's a lot more mystery being like they don't want to acknowledge it. But right there, it's like, yeah, this is the Indian. I'm like, wow. They yeah, and they're very proud of it, and they and they you know they still even like the people who end up migrating to um, you know New York or any other state in the U.S. They still kind of carry those traditions with them. They they don't let go of everything. They still hold that and they pass it on. You know, right. and a lot of like those myths, um, well, so-called myths, but they're actually mm-hmm. you know part of the stories that we came to learn growing up. They they get passed mm-hmm. down from grandparent to parent to child, and so like even me, like I hold on to some stories that my grandmother taught me about. Mira, no haga eso porque si no, you know, <clears throat> you know, like mm-hmm. those those things that you uh, you learn about that you know culture. So it's yeah. it's very good. It's it's amazing. Well, well, it's funny. A lot of people ask me through the years, oh, how do you know you're a Bejique? And 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 I says, well, but then I explain about my great grandmother, and and just recently I finally got a full revelation. My my aunt from Guanica, Puerto Rico, she sat me down in a very serious way, and she says, you know, you have the gift, and because my my mother, my grandmother had the gift, I have the gift. You know, wow. she gave me that, she gave me like that lineage. So, so so then she was like you know and she says your daughter has it and you know but it was like she's the number one clown in the like she she loves the kid around chalatan or whatever but she was serious as ice like this is this is this is it you know believe that believe that because <clears throat> whenever somebody comes to you with a message like that uh-huh. sometimes it's it's the spirits of the ancestors coming through from their mouth you know and speaking through them and the same happened to me too like um mm-hmm. one of my um my husband's relatives she has the gift and she was just like i see the gift in you i see the gift in your husband and your child mm-hmm. has double the gift she has sure. that gift like she has the power like it's so you big see? Uh, so yeah, yeah i believe it when you hear it because it, it is true it is something that's a yep. message from the ancestors a hundred percent Yep, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, <laughs> in the, how do you know you're Taino? Because guess what, your community tells you. Yes, the community, not the books, not even DNA, but it's your family. Yeah, that tells you who you are. Even if they tell you no, I let that. So you know, when they get real offended <laughs> by it, you know you're on the right track, right? It's, Absolutely, it's- you just keep going, you know, and and lean towards your fellow. Taino brothers and sisters because you know we have we have anything that you can't find maybe we may have some information to help you on your journey so yeah definitely definitely and you know unfortunately a lot of people who have the gift sometimes they use it they use the negative energies but you know unfortunately that happens as part of that whole work like people yeah. like you and I that we, we need to balance it all out right we need to keep it balanced Absolutely. So what kind of work you do? I I, I know you got a Shun spiritual yes. uh, counseling. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was actually something that was born, an idea that was born in me, my husband, back in the beginning of, like, right when COVID hit New York City. Um, my husband ended up getting COVID, unfortunately, at that oh, time. Okay. And it was, yeah, it was really, really tough. And in order for me to kind of, stay sane I had to focus on something that would bring about not only his healing 
but my mental clarity. I had to get into like that medicine woman phase. Like yeah. I could do this. I had to tell yeah. myself I could do this, you know? Sure. And, and so um, <clears throat> I asked my ancestors every day, please guide my hands. Please guide mm. me to be able to heal him because wow. I can't let him die. Um, so through this, they actually, I started like paying attention to the signs and the messages and the things that they lead me to. And sure, surely enough, like within, I would say two weeks, once I started practicing the medicine, I noticed that he was getting so much better. And mm. I was like, wow, I feel like in my heart, this is my calling. This is what I was destined to do for all my life. Mm. I found it and I want to help other people. Um, so I took this and I decided to create my own business little by little. It took a couple steps and it became a tribute to number one thank my mother which is uh the orisha oshun and oshun mm. is representative of sweetness of the strength of a woman the power of astral vision the awareness of the womb and to understand love life the sorrows of life the bitterness that comes with life too but also represents fertility romance uh the health as well mm -hmm. um so I wanted to make it a tribute to my mother, Oshun. Um, and I decided to name my business Oshun's Daughter Spiritual mm -hmm. Counseling LLC. And then it became my my safe place to be able to use uh, things like the four elements, the earth, air, fire, water to create oh, these right, right. medicines, you know? Yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. I I do so many different like uh, spiritual cleansings and um, rompe brujeria baths, which are like break witchcraft or mm -hmm. um, taking off evil eye. I also do soothing baths for peace and stability of the mind. Um, things like aromatherapy products. I also mm -hmm. provide flower uh, therapy healing, spiritual talks. Um, and also, uh, my favorite one, which is geomancy or uh, sand divination. And that's kind of like uh, how I do my readings, my consultations in order to identify like everyday problems or blockages that somebody might have. You know, sometimes you may have physical blockages, you know, uh, from other people or situations, or you may be feeling mental blockages through insecurity, shame, fear, or anything spiritual like a witchcraft being put on you or something like that which mm -hmm. then requires you to get some extra additional spiritual medicine but um for the most part that's that's what i do and that's what i love and just working with my hands working with the earth and with nature and with sand um to be able to provide this healing now you know what this is awesome work and i want to congratulate you and offering that to the community because this, this is very traditional very traditional thank now, you yeah, <laughs> now now let me put the pink elephant out there because even the pink elephant has to shine, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It, it has to eat, right? <laughs> but, but I know in my 30 years experience in the title movement, um, in the beginning, I always found that it was so fluid, you know, like, yeah, we embrace everyone. And then little by little, it became like, oh, that's Taino, that's not. Uh -huh. You only do Taino things, not that. And and I, I still feel that that's still alive and well, that whole attitude. Like Yeah, if, that whole if, attitude, like, yeah. Like, if you're Christian, you can't be a Taino, you know. If you're 
practice santeria. Oh no, no, you gotta be tiny. You know, you can't. Do I both. hear you, that too. Yeah, I me. heard that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that's the pink elephant. I think people need to hear that. Hey, man, like God is God, spirit is spirit. You know, like it's different flavors, right? And right. And I, think, and I think that's what you're sharing here—the different flavors of your spirituality. Absolutely. Um, and and okay. I, you know, I use what I know, what what comes to me and mm -hmm. from the experiences that I've had and the knowledge that I've acquired, I can take all of this and provide this medicine to to my tribe, you know, and that is yeah. that is the goal to continue the education of the tribe. So for people to kind of like um, block out, oh, that person, you know, they shouldn't be talking about Santeria. They shouldn't be talking about this. Why don't we just talk about collective healing as a whole and learning from each other? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all different yeah. colors and shades and, and we all bring about our own different mixture of culture. So why right. block it out? You know what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes people do yeah. that out of fear of losing the Taino culture, which is understandable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, we can share space safely and still honor our Taino culture. Yeah. You know, we definitely. can still love what we do independently and bring that together with what we know about our Taino culture. And I think that's that should be done more. That should be embraced more because we will learn to be more accepting instead of yep. becoming like, um, we don't want to become like the super, um, very extremist christians that say mm -hmm. you know you can't right now they're trying to block abortions and they're trying to block all kinds of things in the name of christianity and it's not fair and we don't as a community we've already suffered enough mm -hmm. why bring more um disharmony let's bring harmony let's let's come together you know let's um let's talk about healing modalities let's talk about different forms of spirituality let's let's create a place that is safe for all of us to be able to have these dialogues with each other mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly you know it's funny it's uh social media and uh the world community has gotten so smaller now you know that we're able to discuss these things we're able to yeah. just just go on youtube you can type out the togo tribe and you can find out so much about the togo tribe right yes yes and even and, on um i know that even our our own um one of our tequinas is doing an amazing amazing work also sharing stuff about our own culture which i love it i love it and that's actually mm -hmm. how i ended up finding out about arayeki too so right. keep up you know as long as we could keep the positivity spreading and, and be able to be open like that i think that's beautiful yeah you, you know one thing that i see about you know tiktok and and youtube and just this, this media anchor podcast it's just it's just like very similar to what we used to call the oral tradition you know we, oh yeah we, we pass down the knowledge that's not in books you know it's exactly it's it's, it's orally visually you know and you know that that's very traditional so i know when people tell me ah, i don't know why people do tiktok and and do this do that why they're sharing this i say hey it's, it's their old tradition exactly you know? and you know you do what you can to spread the message some people like myself like i'm not a real video person but i love to be able to share my ideas so yeah. my podcast is my safe place <laughs> no, that's I'm, where i share myself and i know you feel the same way too <laughs> You know, sometimes I little daddle with the uh, the video stuff, but I like 
just talking, you know, the, the oral. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The oral exchange, the being able to express yourself and just share those ideas. I think that that, that is really needed right now to be able yeah. to continue that tradition where we pass down information, especially for our little ones, you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny. I, uh, I want to share this. Um, I, I'm kind of dating myself, but did, did you ever see those old movies or the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. There was one. There was one that really inspired me. It was called. Oh man, it was. A, it was right after. A, <laughs> it was right after Escape of the Planet. It was the one where Caesar became the leader. He became a leader in the future. Okay. <laughs> what was that one, Caesar? No, hey, no, no, I don't remember. Oh. Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Battle of the Okay, yeah. And I think I think Caesar that that's where he started the revolution, Caesar. Okay. Where I think it was that one, right? It was Caesar. It well, been. it was one of them that that there was a place called the Forbidden Plant, the Forbidden Area, the Forbidden Land. Uh-huh. Oh man, now I can't remember the Forbidden Planet. It was like where you just didn't go. You know, the apes were not allowed to go there. Yeah. And Caesar went there. He escaped and he went there. And what happened was they found all these artifacts dating from modern society. Yeah. You know? And then they found a TV, like a monitor. Mm-hmm. In the 70s. And they found a computer and they started playing it. They got it to work. <laughs> I don't know how they got it to work. I think it was a projector, maybe a projector. And they're talking about how the apes were trained as... So how they were trained to be slaves, whatever. Oh, and then, okay. And then he saw the interview between it was his mother and father, Cornelius and Zira. Oh. And they were talking about they were scientists and this and that, right? Remember? Yeah. So so that for me is that's sometimes I have this vision like in the future, future, future. If people keep saying we don't exist, maybe a, a thousand years from now, they can find these podcasts and they can say, oh, damn, they did exist. <laughs> you know? Like the little computer. No, listen, we keep the culture alive like that. And we yeah. we will we will help it survive. <laughs> we'll help it survive, bro. Like, <laughs> that's no it, man. What, we're going to do it. We're going to do the work. And we continue to. The most important thing that I would say is, um, like I, I love the fact, Sanakori, about about you that you created your own book on healing trauma, and it is oh, from yeah. Yeah, that. I, I love that. Like for me, I'm just I gotta get my hands on that book, man, and I need a signature. To, <laughs> I need oh, I got You gotta send me one because well, oh I can my send goodness. you the PDF. I can send you a PDF, but oh I don't know. Oh my you god, know, that's man. incredible. Yeah, because the least I, think, I can do. Uh -huh. Yeah, that would be wonderful because for me, I. I think that is so important to have things in writing so that when, you know, if anything, books survive, you know, throughout decades and decades and decades. And sometimes things um, in writing, like sometimes like traditions don't make it um, when they're passed orally as much as they do when they're passed orally and in writing. So we got to make sure that at least at some point we, we create some kind of um, set of books, you know, where we can yeah. talk about things like this. And, and I love that we have started as, as, you know, as an Arayeki too, putting stuff in print. That's important, you know? Yeah, no, no, it's definitely important that we, 
that that we share on you know we all have a, a story and and that story is related is is related or rooted in 20,000 years of migration right absolutely yeah and they don't want to acknowledge that whoever it is the academy or whatever yeah but but we're still here right we have a story to share we definitely are still here we're alive and well and we are we're so ready to share the medicine you know um that's one of the yeah, things yeah. that i uh i actually plan to do with uh the a, a small group of um Taino brothers and sisters, even in the Arayeki, I plan to try to share a little bit of my medicine to continue teaching that, um, you know, the little bit that I do and contribute to to the Taino society as a whole. So, yeah, definitely whatever we can yeah. share and, you know, pass down through the generations, that's special and that's going to live on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and going back to the Dominican Republic, Isque, I remember the last day, the last second to last day that I was going to stay there. Uh-huh. Uh, they they got some money together and they 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 made me a meal like a going away meal because you know uh -huh. people are poor, very poor you know yeah they are over there mm -hmm. and, and guess what meal they prepare for me they said i th i think this is taino you know I'm like what oh, oh, every day you guys are cooking like tainos you know you <laughs> yeah you that's know. all taino <laughs> but, you know they question it you know and then they 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 cook me a, a conch a conch meat the the lambi they call lambi mm -hmm. and I say this is the most traditional Taino food <laughs> this was our supreme source of protein you know the the, the lambi the, the yeah the meat where you will dive in the ocean and get these shells you know and, I know it's it's amazing as they still do it like in the beach like they still. Yeah um go and and they fish and they catch the fish and and they cook they fry the batata in the beach yeah oh yeah, my so, god it's, it's so, amazing so that day i ate the conch meat and i ate the lamb beef and i had the uh with batatas oh that sounds good i'm hungry uh, now uh, i had like <laughs> like a pico de gallo that kind of thing with oh, the pepper the pico de gallo, yeah you that's know? the best <laughs> so I'm, I'm like saying why are you guys questioning this you guys are taino man <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. That's um, yeah, that's so traditional, like for sure. Like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so, so I had a lot of fun in in Kiskeya and trying to learn, you know, like 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 I was going there to teach, but man, I learned so much. And I, hey, if you ever go back, let me know, man. We'll go there, right? <laughs> that sounds that sounds amazing. I gotta plan a trip one day. One day I'm gonna go back. I really miss Kiskeya. It's it's beautiful. And if I ever do oh. go back, you're gonna find me in the Papa Liborio section. You'll probably find me around Maguana and San Juan and visiting all these cool places. <laughs> well, well, you know what's great? Uh, one of our tribal sisters. Um, I, I did a ceremony for her and of course, you know, um, she wanted to gift me something and I said, listen, you know what you can oh. give me? I said, you know what you can give me? So what? My great grandfather's death certificate because I know he died in DR, but there's no documentation of oh, it. My yeah. She found it. Not only did no she find way. it. Not only oh, wow. She, she's big into research. Not only did she find it, she found two, two of his sons that I didn't know he had. Oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Wow. Addresses like of like when he died in 1960. That I have is his... so amazing. Oh man, that's yep. that it was, it, so amazing. La, La, La Romana. And I got his wife's name. 
You can add that to your ancestry, Sana Cody. You can add that to your ancestry, add all the names, add the dates, and, and it could actually link you up to more of the relatives, too. It's, oh, word? Yeah, man. You gotta, so, what? You gotta so add guess, them in. <laughs> so guess what? I got a date with La, Ram, La, Romo, La Romana. I La Romana, a... yes. You gotta, oh my gosh, that's so, that is amazing. That is such happy news. Uh, man, like, you were able to locate that. It's You know good. how hard it is to find, you know, well, once somebody has passed, it's really difficult, especially in DR, you know, because everything is handwritten. Um, but wow, yeah. that's, that's that was really good news. Yeah, and again, the power of a tribe. You know, well, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was motivated to do that, but someone in our tribe did. That is so incredible. I, I was motivated to help her and ceremonially, but she was she was more motivated in getting these documents. So see see how tribalism works. You know, we help each yeah, other. We help each other, and we teach yeah. each other. You know, and we support each other, especially you know because. We all go through stuff, you know, and but but the fact that we all, you know, we for the most part we we help each other out, and and if we see somebody that they need help or assistance, we're right there, and that's that's what I love, especially about Arayeki too. <laughs> like I, yeah. I just love it. I love the Taino community. I yeah. love seeing the amazing things that everyone does, you know, from all different Yukayekis too. It's incredible. It's beautiful. You know, and recently I was at a powwow upstate, no, in Long Island, and uh, I was in, I. Uh, I was dancing with another tribal community, then, and I was an honor to do that. I got some cigars and nice. It it, it, it it was a great it was a great experience, and uh, you know what it is? It's just the more the more we grow as a community, get rid of these labels of you uh-huh. guys are not you guys are dead. You're not real. We we could somehow continue to grow, right? Continue exactly. To, you know, continue, continue to grow and, and just yeah. also continue to um, provide resources so that anyone who yeah. is interested can find themselves, you know, can find us and, yeah. and know that no matter what they look, let's say on Google, they're not going to get any more. Just uh-huh. back in the day, you know, we wouldn't be able to find all this information about these tribes and this knowledge. But now mm-hmm. we got books on Taino culture. We got tribes on Taino culture. We have yep. communities on Facebook. I mean, it's incredible. It's we're incre- ready. We're ready to share it and, and to say, yo, we're still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are still yeah. here. Yeah, I love Facebook and social media. You know, it could be a good thing, it could be a negative thing, but you know what? It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. At the end of the day, listen, as some, as some, if something beautiful can spring out from from anything, you know. And I think that we definitely work so hard as a as a team and as a community to to keep mm-hmm. the culture alive in whatever way we can, whether it be sharing books, sharing, uh, you know, a Taino song or something that sounds like a Taino song, mm-hmm. anything, you know, we, we are mm-hmm. very much interconnected in, in one way or another. Yep. Man, we, we can go on another hour. This is, I hour swear. And- <laughs> we got an hour and 10 minutes. Hope no one got bored out there, but <laughs> now I think we, I think we kept them on their feet. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start sharing this, and this is gonna be on YouTube. So if you have any photos you want to share with me, I'll put it on on this video. Sweet, you know, sweet, yeah. Maybe some photos of you, uh, maybe you know, doing. Oh, if you want, you can send me photos of your uh, the spirits you work with. You know, like you say, Oshun, right? Oshun. Yes, of Oshun. I'll send you one of um, Oshun, like the representation of Oshun, and 
things like right. that and i'll send you uh one of me so that you can show um the people online and you know right whoever then. wants to see and just yeah. a little bit of the the kind of work that i do definitely I want to put your logo out oh yeah, you're our awesome. first sponsor you're our first Yay! sponsor <laughs> um spiritual counseling right yes Oshun's, uh, Oshun's daughter spiritual counseling and um yeah and you guys can definitely find me i, I know that sanakori is gonna go into all of it <laughs> i know man now now what does Oshun represent again Oshun, what does it represent yes so Oshun represents the sweetness of life she also represents love fertility but also the understanding of um the sorrow and the bitterness that comes with life and love and also um the power of astral vision the power and the strength of women so when women come together to stand up for themselves and stand up for their rights um that is that is in the spirit in the essence of Oshun wait a second so is it romance is part of that romance is also part of that too yeah is there a Risha that's specifically romance, or this is Oshun's realm? Uh, Oshun's realm is it deals with love, but there could also be very um, sensual, masculine Orishas. Like Chango is very sensual and masculine, macho, very strong and very like loves to be around women, loves to dance. So there's there's a couple of Orishas that tend to be some on the more playful side, <laughs> and well, some are just uh, there. There are a lot of different energies at play. But Oshun yeah. is is the more feminine kind of uh, response oh. for, so for sensuality and love and mostly like love and, and nurturing, but also the strength of a woman and being able to have the sight of vision. Wow, she she has a lot related to um, Atave almost. I see kind of actually, it's funny because she reminded me so much of Atave when I was taking one of the classes in the what we call the Bojillo 6 in Arayeki. That was the naming ceremony class. I, I know that you're familiar with it, Sanakori. And, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, in the class, when we came down to um, Cacique and the Tequinas were teaching me and the other people in the class about Atave, I was like, oh my God, that reminds me so much of Oshun. And I can, exactly. I can see the essence, like yeah. play. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and all, I know a lot of people say she's um, um, Yemaya, but 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 I see Yemaya more as the... Uh, Guabanses. Actually, you know who I see her more as? Um, uh, Which one? Coactistie, she's the feminine that brings the water up the mountains. Ooh, wow, nice. Carrier, carrier, <laughs> carrier of the water. Uh, because I see Yamaya in the images, she's always water, right? So Very much, yeah, very related to the ocean and being able to, you know, um, take care and be the nurturer of, like, kind of like a mother taking care of her fishes, of her children, very maternal, very, like, but also go. very protective of the children and dealing a lot with the salty water. Wow. But then I see I see uh, Oshun too. I mean, you said about the romance stuff. Uh, um, in the Taino is uh, Korokote, which is a, a masculine uh -huh. spirit, which is uh, uh, romance and love. Oh, oh, yes. I think I did. I, I swear that. Korokote. I I think I did remember his name. I remember his name. I think we covered it in the classes. Yeah, Corocote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Corocote was that uh, he, he lived in a, a, a cane that, oh man, I forget the chief's name, Cacique. 
but but when a cacique wasn't around, he he will have he will make love to his uh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> Coro Cote. I remember Coro Cote. Yeah, I remember now. That was I actually laughed so much when I heard that because I was like that reminded me so much of like almost like Chango's energy too, like very like you know I'll sleep with this woman. Yeah, like I'm gonna go get her. Like <laughs> I was like, oh man, I I can see so much well, of the essences of the Orisha also. Like it reminds me, you know. Well, guess what? Guess what? What? My theory, and I said this many times before. I haven't wrote the book yet on this, but I will one day. <laughs> it's all one. I hear you. There is one source. And what we're seeing, what our ancestors, what the Africans' ancestors, what they saw was manifestations of the one that was male and female, masculine and feminine. And we just broke it down. They just It's amazing, it isn't it amazing? It, and like you could see like little pieces of like different characteristics, right? And like they match up, isn't it crazy? Like yeah. wow, it's it's there. And throughout civilizations too, like you see a lot of similarities. So keep hold on to that because that is that is a very important piece of the puzzle right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's all it's it's all one. It's all one. It's one source source of it. life. I love and, it. And, and how it all ties back to the creator, to the essence. That's that's it. See, our ancestors. I find a lot of these indigenous, um, ancient ones. They they weren't so much into like naming the one, but but seeing all this, like breaking down the energy, you know, breaking it yeah. all down in nature, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and they gave it names. They get it categories. I mean, that, that that's pretty advanced. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and giving it giving it names and and attributes and also relaying stories about these specific entities and spirit guides and yeah. you know all of this like this passes down orally from person to person because remember at in those times it didn't really have you know um, like paper and pen like a lot of the times they were oral traditions you know and they passed mm-hmm. down a lot of the songs and a lot of that's how they survived. You know, mm-hmm. and continue to survive. So yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's all one. It's all the source. The source. There's one source. But it's fun to break it down, right? <laughs> oh yeah, man. Listen, I can go on for days. You gotta stop me. <laughs> hey, man. This is it. This, we gotta do a part two. We, we gotta, gotta do a do part, part two. two. That's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, we definitely gotta do a part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can compare the Orishas and the Semis. We can do all that. I would mm-hmm. love that. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it, it'd be so much fun just similarities and the differences. But, you know, for now, I would leave people with this note. Like, you know, just start observing um, the un- understand and first learn about the Taino culture. Because in the Semis, you will find so much magic in them. Like, there are so many mm-hmm. things that even you can find that relate to yourself. In, in various different semis. And it is a representation of yourself too. Little pieces of yourself. So you got to understand them. You got to understand who you are. Come back to the remembrance of yourself. And, and come back to understand your culture. And if you don't know, you know, ask for a recommendation of what Taino book you know your brothers and sisters may think it's good for you to read start there and and join up with other people communicate in various groups we got facebook groups we got we got a community 
<laughs> you ready? <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> Say the word. <laughs> right, Sana Cody? <laughs> well, I think I'm not sure if we are still recording, but I hope so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're still on. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because I, for some reason, my phone kind of went blank, but it's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to end it now. And, uh, man, I really appreciate you coming in, Laura. Uh, and t- tell me your Taino name again. Today. Yes. So, um, yeah, my Taino Inaru. name is in, yeah, Inaru Turegua, which is La Mujer Celestial or the Celestial Woman, the Woman of the Sky, the Heavens. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Cacique knew exactly the name for me. <laughs> yeah, just make sure. Uh, um, Got to periodically check your parachute, okay? Got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, I gotta forget it. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, so all right, man. So listen, wow, just send me those photos and I'll I'll, I'll download this on YouTube and we're gonna have some fun. And hey, yeah, I wanna welcome listen. you. Listen, yes. <laughs> gonna welcome you back, okay? We're gonna do some uh, throwdown, divisiones, semis. Oh man, we're gonna have fun, right? It's gonna be so much fun, and, and <laughs> I can't. We're gonna have a part two eventually, and it's gonna have so many things and it's going to be so much fun so i can't wait and thank you so much for having me because it's been a blast like i'm having so much fun i can talk forever (laughs) (laughs) and 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 hey if people want to look for you in your podcast what's called again your podcast yes so it's called oshun's daughter spirituality podcast and it's on anchor Mm -hmm. google apple you name it spotify everything there you go social media that's 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 a nice altar <laughs> right right it's Social all media. there <laughs> all right well listen thank you again and Bomatum, thank you for being here and wow Bokwatukam, blessings to you and your family okay thank you so much Sanakori. same to you brother take well, care <laughs> thank you bye 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 bye